So we know, we know this is Parashat Kitavo, and there is something very unique uh, that happened in a portion of Kitavo, is there is 98 curses, what we call Tzach Klalot, 98 curses, meaning that we are dealing with not the easy parasha. In a lot of synagogue, people don't read the six aliyah, which is the curses, loud. They keep it quiet, as if God doesn't need to hear that section of the Torah. But it's a mistake, of course. This six aliyah is supposed to be the most respected aliyah of, of this Shabbat. The, 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 even it's, there is curses there. The curses are how to prevent the curses to happen in our life. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, in the Zohar Hadash, in the Zohar Hadash, he writes that within those 98 curses, there is one word called Ye'alem. You have to look for it. If you go to shul, if you go to synagogue, that's what you got to do this Shabbat. Look for one word in the Torah. Yud, Ayin, Lamed, Mem, Ye'alem. Ye'alem in Hebrew means disappear. So it's written there, Vekam kol haklala, asher lo katu besefer ha-Torah haze, Ye'alem Hashem alecha. So most people, most chazanim, most readers think Ye'aleh, mistake, not Ye'aleh, mean elevate on you or put it on you. Ye'aleh, meaning disappear. So meaning we are going to read this week 98 curses, and I don't want to repeat the curses to you because if you're going to read them in English, it sounds like a nightmare book uh, about a woman eating her children, you know, everything that unfortunately did happen in the history of the Jewish people. But the word Ya'alem Serapi Shimon that's the word that basically is like a vacuum cleaner that you mention a list of 98 problems. And with one word, one word Ya'alem, you basically suck all the curses away from your life. So in a way, when you think about this week, Parasha, everybody gets scared usually. They're not happy. So when people hear, hear uh, uh, the, the Kitavo, they get nervous. You know, this parasha, there is curses, this parasha, there is bayot. But no, the other way around. This is the Shabbat to prevent every curse that exists in your life. If you go like that. But if you go like, hey, I don't want to hear the six aliyah. Those of you who are familiar with the Torah, the six aliyah have so many curses I don't want to know about. No, you should hear every single curse there and then wait for one word. Ye-a-lem. Here I give you a secret. Carry it with you. Make sure you remember it after the lecture. Sometimes you're going to forget it till Shabbat come in. But you must remember that. Ye'alem. Remember, the word is Ye'alem. What's the word is? Ye'alem. Very good. Look for it. After that, take a, 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 a book of the parasha and look for the word Ye'alem. But I gave you the second. Now we're going to go into the parasha. I'm going to start with a book called Kerem Shlomo. Unfortunately, this uh, book I'm pushing a lot on Hasidut Bobov. I don't know if you know what Bobov is, so I'm friendly with the Bobov, uh, and I'm pushing them to print most of their books that they have. It's a tremendous secret of uh, Torah, Hasidut, and Kabbalah. So that book, I'm pushing it very hard that it will be print more of those books. There is so many beautiful secrets coming from Rabbi Shlomo Elberstein. I don't know if you heard the name before. Rabbi Shlomo Elberstein was very famous. Rabbi, you can read about him. I mean, the old Hasidu Bobov uh, get to a place that in the time of the Nazi, in the time of the Nazi, they had to save Jewish people. 
And the way that to save Jewish people, some of them even shave their beer, peot, everything, dress like Nazi, and that's how they get the Jewish people out of the, of the ghetto. Just to let you know. I mean, I don't want to tell you the old details. Are, you should read it. It's, it's to appreciate the bravery. Because sometimes you have to act like a rabbi, but sometimes you have to act like a warrior. Not all the time a rabbi is winning. A rabbi is good, uh, give education, books, but sometimes you have to fight. Sorry, <laughs> you know, chaz v'shalom, chaz v'shalom, chaz v'shalom, that it will never fall on us problem for, 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 like the Holocaust. But sometimes the winner is not always the one with the book. The one with the book, you have to give motivation and direction. Sometimes you have to use your hand. Sometimes you have to learn uh, how to fix uh, like a carpenter. Sometimes you have to know how to make shoes. Rabbi Yohanan Asadlar, he was a shoemaker. It's not like today it's become more fashionable. If you study, you are all day long in school. It's not the way of Torah, by the way. I need you to know that. The way of Torah, only only the top of the student, the elite of the elite of Torah, need to stay in yeshiva and study all day long. The rest have to work. You have to work. Sheshet yamim ta'avodu. One of the mitzvah is ta'avodu. Shabbat. You know, not every day is Shabbat. You have to work. Study Torah. If you are Rabbi Kanayevsky, it's a different story. Or Rabbi Schneider, am I saying it correctly? Schneider? Yeah, you're the book. Schneider, am I saying it correctly? If you are Talmud Chacham, like in that level, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, of course. But if you take Rashi, is Rashi big enough for you? Rashi also make a living. Do you know what he used to do? Sell wine. Go door to door to sell wine. Everybody has to have a little job, even one hour a day. Go, go humiliate yourself. Because if you're studying all day long with books, yeah, you never know what God really have in mind for you. You know, you're going to work a little bit, and, and it's good. Anybody ever go door-to-door -door here? It's the most humiliating job is to go door-to-door. -door. You go knock on doors. Hello, I'm here to sell you, I don't know, a carpet. Eh, go away from here. It's actually very good for the nefesh of Adam. It's, it's written that one of the things in, in heaven, one of the things that a person uh, need to use his whole body to do good things. You want to do tzedakah. So you give tzedakah to the guy in the corner. But maybe there is somebody in downtown who needs you. I remember it was an event at one of the shul in Safra. There is a wonderful man I'm trying to remember. His last name is Ash, but I don't remember his first name. So he donated many bags with good things for the poor people. I was very excited to go and share it. I thought it would be easy in New York. So we take in the bags, my children and me, and we start giving. And we compete who can help more uh, poor people. So I tell them I know where to go. I'm going to go downtown next to Grand Street. I'm going to get the poor. So I find a poor person. My kid's watching me. And I said, this is uh, Friday, and I'm here to give you the bag. There is also a bottle of water here, and this and that. I said, listen to me. That's what, how we answer. I said, I don't want a bag. So what do you want? I want either cash or drugs. Do you have cash or drugs? And I said to my kids, oh my God, even the poor people upgrade themselves. It's no longer you give them. And it's, it's not working. You know, years ago in New York, when I used to live in New York 20 something years ago, you give a shekel, you know, a quarter, everybody's happy. Now you look at the bag, no, I don't like that shoes. Can you get me a different shoes? It's uh, things change. Why change? Because the value of work is not looking at as a something spiritual. When you go to work, it's a spiritual moment. You need to know when you go to heaven, they don't ask you just if you study Torah. The first question, did you study Torah? What is the second question they ask you? Did you work your business? 
honest. You were honest in your business or you stole money from people? That's the second question they ask you. Nobody can pass through that question. You have to be honest, but it's not for them. You're honest for you. Are you for real? Are you for real? You're not for real. <laughs> so that's why a human being, if they want to practice love the neighbor as thyself, they have to go to work a little bit. They have to go to work. When you go to work in any job, any job, any job, one hour a day, even if you don't, if you need more money, two hours, three hours, all day, and study at night. You cannot just make the all day what we call kolel today. The kolel become, and, and my wife and me taking care of many kolelim in Eretz Israel, but those kolelim we taking care of them in Zderot, in Yativot, in Yerushalayim, Yad Binyamin, in Derova, we make sure are they working. We ask, we ask the rabbi, are they working? Say yes, they have they working. Okay, Baruch Hashem, let's talk to them. If the person not working, the person start thinking about biza. Biza meaning stealing. It's dangerous. Where do I get my idea? I cannot give you my idea. It's written in the book they call Sefer Abrit. Sefer Abrit was written by uh, the Gaon of Vilna. They, they call him the genius of Vilna, Rabbi Eliyahu Pinchas of Vilna. He's a great rabbi who wrote about eighty books. And he write like this. Please do not educate all your children to become rabbi. That's what he say. He say, if we will be focused of all our children to become rabbi, eventually some of them will have to steal. That's what he write down. Some of them, he saw it 200 years ago, he knew people will have to steal. So he say, yes, if you see a person, they have a chacham Torah and you can guide the Jewish people, why not? But not everybody, because then uh, there's no end to it. It will be, every corner will be a shul, they fight over the minyan, it will be a problem. A lot of, you know, well, a lot, lot, you know, if it's if it's head to the Jewish nation, good. So I want to start with, I start with the Elberstein, Rabbi Elberstein, and I want to uh, share with you what he shared about Kitavo. And Rabbi Elberstein, Kerem Shlomo, he writes something very unique, and I'm not going to read the whole thing because I want to share with you a few other things. So I'm going to read a few ideas, get to the point of it. So he's asking a question, why last week Parsha, if you remember, we end up the Parsha with what? Who remember how the Parsha end? Come on, they got it. Amalek, very good. Amalek. It's a Zachor, you shall remember what Amalek did to you. And then in the end they say, Altishka, do not forget. You said to me to remember Amalek, then you have to say, don't forget. What's the idea? What is Amalek? Last week we talked about Amalek is our doubts. Our doubts about the creator, our doubts about ourselves, and our doubts about others. Those are the three doubts a human being has to go through because Amalek, the same Gibatria Safek. So that's why Amalek is an internal thing that you have to deal with. So he's asked, why Vaya Kitavu El Aretz? Right after Amalek, Vaya Kitavu El Aretz. What is the connection? That's a question he asked. And he said, to answer that, we have to go to the Talmud in Masechet Brachot. That's what Rav Shlomo said. We go to Talmud Maser Barachot, and he gives a story from Maser Barachot. Maasem bi'ilel azaken. A story about the old Ilel, the famous Ilel. Shaya baba derek v'shama kol tzvacha ba'ir. He heard screaming in the town that where he lived. Amar, muftach ani she'en ze betoch beti. He said, I can tell you, and I'm sure it's not in my house. That problem doesn't come from my house. V'alav ha'katuv omer mishmoar ra'a lo ira. Nachon libo batuach v'ashem. Person should not be worried about bad news. It's still not clear. Amar Rava kol ichid edrasha la'aykera mirish lesefa medrish sefa leresha medrish mirish lesefa medrish b'shuar ha'aloira. What does that mean? 
You should not be worried if you hear some bad news. Somebody see a smoke coming from a building. Should you say, it's not my apartment? That's, that's what we learn from here. We were supposed to trust God. So is it, we need to make it clear. So what do we learn from that? Are we saying that maybe Ilel was using his chuyot, using all the good things that he did? That's a question we want to ask. Oh, there is something that we need to learn. So to understand that, we have to go to another rabbi. And I'm sorry if I'm carrying you from book to books. Kedushat Levi, which is Levi, Rabbi Levi Tzrak Nebrenitschow. And he asked a question. Why? Hold on the question, right? Remember the question? It's going to be a few questions. One question, why is Amalek before Kitavo? The way he start to answer, Ilel heard the sound of negativity. He said, doesn't come from my house. You hold that? Okay. Two point, all that, like a window, open like window. Third window now, third window, okay? It's gonna come all together. It's like making, uh, uh, what, what would be easy, shakshuka. So you put garlic on the side, a little bit tomato, eggs. So you, you gotta build it up. So build it up in your mind. Third things, Kedusha Dalevi said that, why is it say, Az Yashir Moshe of Israel? Az mean the future, if you know Hebrew, Az Yashir. Then they will sink because as Shar, they already uh, after the Red Sea. So they explain that they were so excited about the miracle about to happen that they start singing it because we know the story. Jump into the water was a person, those of you who don't know, in the head of the tribe of Judah. He jumped to the water, he almost died. And because he did it, he revealed the miracle that already appeared to the eyes of Moshe but was not appear to the eyes of the rest of the people. So Nachshon ben Amidav was the channel to open it for everybody. Still not clear what is the connection. What is he, he trying uh, to tell us here? We're building it up. And the idea, My friend, we have to remember that. This is the verse. Righteous people, Say thank you to the creator and being appreciation of all the goodness that didn't happen yet as if it already happened. Why? So it's saying, Because they have so much trust, so much trust, so much certainty. Before the miracle that you wanted to happen, needed to happen or will happen, you already say, thank you, the creator. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I mean, it's a little bit audacity, would spy a little bit. It's like I come to your house and there is no food on the table. And I say, thank you for dinner. It's so wonderful. You invite me for dinner. And I'm saying, I didn't. Well, I feel like you do and I enjoy it. How can they say such a thing? We learned it from King David. He always used to celebrate before the miracle happened to him. So now he's going to give us a sgula. We find that the holy book. Something so simple, sounds so simple that we skip over that. When a person is capable to achieve happiness, 
happiness. I'm not talking about happiness because you find the right ice cream, you found the right bazook, benzook, uh, you found the solution for your problem, uh, you found the extra amount of money. Simcha, pure, organic, vegan, whatever you call it. Simcha, just simcha, pure, no reasoning. When a person gets to that level, when you want to surrender your negativity, a lot of time, Rosh Hashanah is coming, you see the faces of people, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, they're suffering, they hit the heart, oh, Pashanu, Khatanu, oh, poor. And they believe that if their face will be sad, there is a chance that God will forgive them. But there is a pasuk. En arur midabeg bebaruch. If you feel curse, the blessed be he, Baruch has been the Kadosh Baruch Hu, cannot be connected to you. And Arur Bidabek Baruch. If you feel terrible about who you are, you feel like you are the worst, the Creator will be, there is no affinity between us. I'm the Creator. I feel pure and I feel perfection. When you decided to feel good about yourself, then you get closer. Now the question is, how do you do Chuba? How do you do repentance? How do you change? What is that you need to do to change? If, if all your idea, if all your idea is about what? It's about I need to feel good. We are talking about when you find something wrong with you. Are you dancing? Are you dancing when you recognize what type of mistake you're doing? Or you are crying? What type of person you are? Because that's very hard to change. If you are a chef, and uh, not chef, the condito, the person who makes the cake, bless you. No tissue around me, sorry. Oh, it is around. Okay, thank you. So, when a person is a condito and he tried to make a very special dough, you know, French dough, you know, the one with the layer, croissant, okay? It's very difficult. You think it's easy. I mean, the croissant of New York is not, uh, those of you who bake, it's not croissant. You need to know. You have to fold the dough in a certain way. It's a lot of work, but it's beautiful when you make it right. And somebody come and tell you, no, 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 Elia, no, what are you doing? You fold it four and say, no, 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 no. That's not the way to go. If you're a professional, you're happy. Somebody correcting you. So you say, thank you so much for showing me. If you don't want to make it right, when they correct you, you hate them. That's how you know what type of person you are. So how much sibcha you have when somebody tells you you're doing it wrong? You're doing it wrong. Or you try to paint uh, the wall. And you mix, I don't know, orange with the gray. And you think you got it right. Somebody come and tell you, what are you doing? This is not the mix. Oh, thank you for correcting me before I start painting. When you see people in Sibra, they truly want to make it better. When you see people that you tell them, hey, you're a little off here. Something is missing. They don't want to make it better. Somebody come and tell me, I say, Eliyahu, listen, the sushi tonight, eh, no, not so great. I will take note. What can I do better? What can I do better? Hey, the air condition didn't work. Oh, thank you. The camera, the light, the thing. But we want to know what can we improve. You know, I mean, we don't want to hear all the complaints in your life uh, that, I don't know, the shoes they didn't match your feet. I mean, it's not my problem. But thing that we can improve, of course, we like that in. We welcome that in. And that's what it's written here. It's a, a simcha. When a person, a person a person who can keep smiling, even if you don't in a mood to smile. You walk on Lexington, on Park, on whatever street you walk on, Manson. You smile. You're not in a mood to smile. You're not. And you smile. Now we're talking. 
This is called bitachon. ובאמת שתי סגולות האלה עולות בקנה אחד. בקנה אחד. So what is the connection now to Amalek and Kitavo? מעתן את נערוש ונשובה לפרש סביכות הפרשיות. תמחה את זכר עמלק. Did we really kill the Amalek? Did we really kill? I mean it's 2000 years already. The temple has been built? I mean, I'm sorry to break down to the bad news. Maybe you don't know. We are 2000 years after the temple and uh, he didn't get the CNN. The temple is still not there. Physically I'm talking about spiritually it's there. You know about it, right? I mean, you got, you got everybody got the, the info? The Mashiach, uh, we didn't see a white donkey on the way to Jerusalem, just to let you know. Nobody, uh, no. But we're still excited. I hope we're excited for the right reason. We're excited because we know what? How do I get rid of Amalek? Is it my inner doubts? Why do you say don't forget? והיה אלא לשון שמחה, וזהו לא תשכח, והיה שלא תשכח להיות בשמחה תמיד. תן לך רבי שלמה אלברשטיין, be happy like Hillel Azaken, as if you already, it's done. connect to your full potential in the end. Now let me take you a little bit further. I will look at your eyes. If it's too much, I will back off from that. In spirituality, in the, in the book called Etz HaChaim from Rabbi Isaac Luria, they ask the concept of God. It's a little deep subject. I'm going to look at your eyes very strong right now to see if it's off. I'm going to get out of it. In the book that's called Etz HaChaim by Rabbi Isaac Luria, he starts talking about the POV of God. POV meaning point of view. Because we look at life from our POV. So when we think about God, we are thinking as God is a human. He forgive us. He like us. I think he's into me today. I think he doesn't like me today. Ah, oh, he doesn't like me today. Something wrong with me. What's wrong with me? I think I was looking at that pizza with the... What do you call it? They, they look like Naknik. It's look, uh, what do you call it? No, no, they have non-kosher. Uh, I always pass by and I smell it. Paparoni, paparoni, yes, yes. I said when Mashiach comes, this is the one thing. Like, I don't know how we test like. I mean, whoever tests, it's gotta, it's gotta be good. I mean, it smells good. And by the smell, I, I go, mm, this is gotta be a secret. So, pa paparoni it's called? Pa paparoni. So somebody now passing by, like me, smell paparoni. And he's now thinking, ah, God is putting a microscope. Eliyahu saw you. Saw you. You're making God human. So in Ezra Chaim by Rabbi Isaac Luria, say, what is God? Let's start with that. That's what Rabbi Isaac Luria does. Does God have time? No time, guys. I mean, that's, I'm looking at your eyes. No time. If God doesn't have time, what is God really? So that's been the beginning and the end. It's capsulated in not even one second. So that's been the end of this game called life. We are in the middle of game, I hope you know. This is a video game. We are in the middle of a video game. All what's left for us is to be reactive or not reactive. That's the whole game. Are you going to react to what people say to you? Or are you going to overcome it? That's, that's the choice you have. That is it. You don't have really free will about the movie you choose. The movie you are in, you went to movie theater, 
You're sitting there, you got your popcorn, you got the icy here, and there is a movie going on. Are you in control of that movie? You're not. You're not controlling. The old days used to be a film. I don't know if you're old enough to remember, and they, they used to take a break and change it. In Natania, they're still doing it, if you know Natania. <laughs> there is a place called in Natania, they're still doing it. You take a break, you put the movie in, and then the film. Can you control the film? The end of the movie is already there. Now think of God as that. The end of everything gone. Is the Messiah here from God's point of view? It's over, yes. Beta Mikdash was built, yes. Is all story, it's over, yes. So, so how can we understand the concept, the idea of the creator? Obviously, the brain of human being cannot fully understand it, as it's written in section from Tikkun called Patach Eliyahu. Lat Machsheva Ba Fisabcha Klal Uklal. The thought cannot capture that because our brain is in a skull. It's limited. We cannot understand things which are not limited. So we understand that everything is over. Is Amalek over? Yes. Is the problem over? Yes. Is the COVID over before even it's begin? Yes. So what is it? The whole idea of stretching of time. It's for us to give us a chance to create the new moment. Hashem is giving us the biggest gift that exists in this world. And the biggest gift is giving us to become a creator. Go ahead and create your own moment. You can create your own moment. What are you going to do with the next moment? What are you going to do at 9.30 tonight? Are you going to behave? Whatever you're going to do, you become the creator of your own time. That's what the only sin, according to Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, by the way. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai don't believe that you do any sin but one thing. Wasting of time. That's it. If you look at the Gemara, Rabbi Shimon is saying you punish only for one sin. Bitul Torah, he call it Bitul Torah. A person who's wasting his time scrolling down, looking and looking four hours. And what happened after four hours? Nothing happened after four hours. People sitting on the train and the finger moving right to left. I don't know, right, right? Left, up, down, everything. But in the end, nothing really happened. Nothing really happened. They feel fulfilled. I got it. He got what? Nothing. A person study a page of Torah, at least he got some piece of information and he move on. So this is the idea of Kerem Shlomo. Now the idea is how do we connect to the POV of the Creator? How do we get there? I mean, after all, we are before Rosh Hashanah. And Rosh Hashanah means a time. Time in spirituality, it's not linear. Be with me, okay? It's not linear. It's circular. The creation of the world before it evolved to be physical world, it was circle. Circle meaning no beginning, no end. A concept that the brain of a human being cannot totally capture. Right now we have linear. Somebody is, let's say, 57 years old. 57 years from the moment he was born. In Judaism or in spirituality or in Hasidut or in Kabbalah, you're only one year old. You cannot go more than one year old. You're always one year old because it's circle. That's why it's called a Chagim from the word Choga. Choga meaning it's a circle. It's always a circle. Whatever you left last year in this time, Elul, waiting for you here. You cannot skip it. You cheat last year, it's waiting for you. You did good things, it's waiting for you. It's a circle. It's always a circle. Those circles work in different dimensions. They work every 50 years, it's called Yovel. Every seven years, it's called Shmita. Then every year, 365. Then 30 days. Then one week. 
Uh, sometimes it's work doing the day, like one day. Every person, Dari said, every person has one day that is lucky during the week and every day in a month that is lucky, that no bad can happen to you. The problem, you never know which day is that. But you, go, you, can, you can figure it out. Some people feel good on Tuesday, some people good for Thursday. You're going to know that, that whatever you do, it's a magic. One day a month, one day a week, it's always going to work for you. The question is now, if this is so, that I have to be excited, then what do I do about tshuva? I don't feel I did good enough. I mean, I remember for Rosh Hashanah last year, I had a, almost like a lawyer. I put on a paper what's going to happen. And me and God had a great talk. I feel God is into me. I feel I'm into him. We had a good conversation. Went to dinner. Everything went well. But then did I keep my part? I know he keep his part. Did I keep my part? I'm not sure I kept my part, unfortunately. I don't know about you guys. I hope you kept all your part. So what do we do? What do we do when we come to Rosh Hashanah and we feel, I didn't do enough for people. I didn't practice love the neighbor as thyself. I didn't. I want to love all people, but unfortunately this year, I didn't love all people like I promised I should. What do we do? And it's say like that. By, by the way, if I don't talk to you, it's okay. But if I talk to you, please listening very carefully to what to do. Because I know that section talk definitely for me personally, because I know that I didn't do what I was supposed to be doing this year. So it's a Yolam Lifne. I'm reading from Ismach Israel. It's basically my favorite book of Hasidut. I call it Kabbalah, but they call it Hasidut, so I call it Hasidut too. Ismach Israel. עולם לפי היודע מחשבות תלמוד סתרי כל חי מאז שקיבל על עצמו לקבלה ועזיבה וחרטה הוא נחשב אצלו התברך לצדיק גמור. Before you come into ראש השנה, if you make few steps about changing קבלה עזיבה חרטה, meaning you have a great remorse of what, what you do, you stop doing the wrong thing that you're doing, and Kabbalah al-Atid, this is a few laws of the Rambam about how to do tshuva, you promise yourself you will never do it again, you consider a tzaddik How can that be? Just, just like that. And it brings the Rambam from Girushi, from uh, uh, about Girushin, כדברנו, כל איש ישראל חלק יעקב השכון בקרבו קדוש, he say that there is a פנימיות of every Jewish as a פנימיות of holy, and it say, but אלא שהיצר רק כופהו מטעהו עד שבביאו לידי חטא. But within us there is an evil inclination that fool us. We happen to have רוח שטות, שטות means stupidity, we fall into that stupidity and then we commit a crime. ולכן כאשר יאמר בפה, כי רוצהו ממלא if a person announced loud enough to himself, I want to change, I want to become a better person, I want to share, I want to love people, I want to forgive. So say it loud that you really mean it because sometimes you bring two people to make peace between them. One of them will say, I don't want to forgive. Why would you say that? Why would you say that? Because I remember what it did to me. Forgiveness is not about the other person. <laughs> Forgive is about you. When you not forgive, it's like you drink, a, a, what, what do you call it? Like a, 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 a cup full of poison and you hope that the other person will die. <laughs> that's, that's not forgiving. Like I'm drinking poison. Who suffer? Who is the one to suffer? Now you're going to come and say, but there is no justice. Justice? You have to choose between two paths, my friend. There is two highways in life. 
Just as an happiness, they're never going to cross each other. You have to remember that rules. Justice and happiness never meet. And if you want them to meet, then you're into justice. You're not into happiness. Happy people are not worried about justice. They worry about being happy. And people who are looking for justice are not into happiness. They're looking for justice. I want to be just and happy. I'm not looking for justice. The other way around. What kind of marriage you want to have? Happy marriage or marriage of justice? Ask yourself. What kind of business you going to have? Justice. Nobody should cheat me. I remember one time they took me as a borer, as a judge, as a rabbi, whatever you want to call it in 37th Street, many years ago, 21 years ago, was a lady, great, great person, but she was into justice. She has five store of men clothing, beautiful men clothing. And it was one in New Jersey, one in New Island, many places, beautiful. She told me, Eliyahu, I need your help. So I'm coming to the store and she pointed to one of the salespeople and she said, I think is stealing for me. So okay, stealing. So I just I say, is the only one who steal from you? So this is the normal business, usually clothing, food, they, they, they're gonna steal from you. I said to her, I work with another company at that time was a company, a rapper company, I'm trying to remember the name, uh, start with R, uh, Rakower. You, you don't know what Rakower is, right? It used to be the, the, the hip hop uh, thing, it was Jay-Z and another guy, and two Jewish Jewish people. It was four partners, and I happened to give them coaching how to make it successful business. And it, it went well. In the end, it went well. They sold it publicly, and everything went well for them. But I, I, I want to go back to the to the other story with the suit. So she told me, Liao is still for me. I said, what is he stealing? Is it one suit, two suit? What you were? I said, I don't know. I said to her, tell me more about him. She told me he bring me 78% of the income. I said, can you please don't, don't be into it so much. So what do you mean? Stealing, strong, that. The end, it was very difficult for her. She's a woman of justice. And I'm not telling you to act like what I say. I'm not here to suggest how to behave. I mean, I know, I know a wonderful Kabbalist from Jerusalem. And what he does, he knows that there is the cleaning lady stealing. You know what he does? He opened the drawer and he always put five dollars there. So if she steal, she go and she finding the five. He's helping, like here's the, here's the money. He put it different places, and she go ahead like this. And when I asked him, I was shocked. I was young. I said, "Excuse me, I was thinking, no, Macaulay. I was into justice." Say, so, yeah, what are you gonna do? You're gonna control the world. What do you think you are? And I remember that lesson stay with you. And again, it's not something for all of you. It's something for people who want to adapt happiness. Happiness is not justice, guys. You, those of you, there's a few singles, you're dating. And in front of you, it's a nightmare of your life. So justice, you got to go to the door and goodbye. Or make them happy. Stay extra 20 minutes, make them happy. What are you going to lose? What are you going to lose? Make them happy. Say, wonderful. Give them advice for the next date, how to behave. This is what it's all about, my friend. I know you're laughing, but... Happiness will not come from justice. Being right will never win. Will never win. It's no one going to win. Happiness will win. Sibra and Emuna has no end. Faith and Sibra has no end. There's no symptom. There's no contraction. There's no restriction in that area. So it's saying, what is that about Shuva? It's saying, what about Amekadeshet Aisha? You know, there is in Masechet Kiddushim how to get married by Jewish way. 
is a way to get married by uh, Tabah. There is other way to get married. One of them, when it's called Tnai, when it's gift Tnai. What is the Tnai? Tnai means condition. He say, he said to the woman that she's Bekudeshet, she's going to be married to him, because he's Tzadikamu, he's a righteous person. In the next morning, she finds out he's totally not righteous at all. Is this marriage tofes? That's a question they ask. Is this marriage still exist? Shani Tzadikamu, Rasha. He is wicked. Not only not a Tzadik, wicked all the way. He look, like, it was a story like this, uh, with a guy that... Uh, fabricated his passport and he was a Muslim from Hezbollah or something like that. You, you heard it in the news. Uh, I don't remember the old details, but what, what? Yeah. Yeah. it's a nightmare of every woman. So he's going to marry. He said, I want to marry you because I'm righteous. I'm Gdolado. The next morning, he tell him, don't you supposed to go to Tfilin, uh, Knesset? What is Tfilin? You know, you go like, doesn't even know nothing. Is the marriage still there? So the Gemara, the Talmud in Kedushin say, she's married to him. How can that be? Shema ir er Maybe he was thinking to himself, what is the one bad things I need to change? Person who's thinking with remorse about bad thing we did, considered tzaddik, not regular, tzaddik gamur, a complete tzaddik. Let's understand it. Rav Ashlag in his book, Matan uh, Torah, Rabbi Yudha Ashlag, in his book, Matan Torah, Bala Sulam, his name is called Bala Sulam, he write about how do we recognize spiritual evolution of a human being? That's what he asked. What make a person spiritual? What make a person not spiritual? He said, forget the costume. I mean, with the yamaka and the beard. La, 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 la. That's, that's nice. It's a decoration. With all the, it's, it's, it's important. It's it. But what is the one thing about a person? And he, he gave a name, beautiful words in Hebrew. I will try to translate it into English. Shoresh Akarat Ara. The roots of recognizing the evil from within. The roots of recognizing the evil from within. When a human being is recognized what's wrong with him, then we know he's on a spiritual evolution right now. Now let's take an example. Those of you who have children. Those of you who don't have children yet. You will have. Children, in a young age, they do a certain thing that going in the diapers. Those of you who don't know, I'm sorry to tell you, this is what's coming. They have something called diapers. In the old days, it was not diapers like today. It used to be fabric. I mean, you don't want to know what my mom went through, okay? So the diapers, the diapers it themselves, is the baby ashamed of doing what he's doing? No. It smells bad. He's even laughing. He's even eating while, while you're changing his diapers. You get it? No problem, no big deal. He's not in awareness that something went wrong. In a certain age, the baby starts hiding in a corner with the diapers, it will go in hidden place, because he starts to recognize Shoresh Akaratara, he starts to recognize something is off about it. Smell bad, look bad, I'm not acting like everybody else. It starts recognizing something is off, so he's, he's hiding. Third level, the baby is already walking, 
is mature a little bit more. We teach him about the bathroom. Bathroom with the open door. I'm sorry to describe all of it to all of you. Open door because the mom want to see what's going on. Doesn't need to fall in the water. The baby want to make sure that the mom is watching it. It's a moment kind of a thing. I mean, I don't want to tell you what's happening in my house. It was like a moment. There is cameras, video lights, everything. Like there is a moment, stop everything. We tell the neighbors, hey, we have a party after that. Then there is another moment in the growth. Closing the door. That happened from the baby point of view. The baby kind of closed, not locking, closing. Then when the baby grew up a little bit more, teenager age, then there is, there is lock the door. What happened? The shame of whatever happened, let's call it the filth from within, okay? The filth from within of recognition by the human being, that's the growth of you spiritually. When you come to Rosh Hashanah, you have to ask yourself, what is about you that you recognize it's wrong and how excited about it you are? How happy you are that you discover what's wrong with you. If you're miserable and sad, then you don't believe you're ever going to change. It says that the person promised Kiddushin because it's Sadiq Amur and he's not, still have a chance. Don't you think you have a chance? Of course you have a chance. All what you have to do is a little bit thinking. Have some remorse. I heard somebody this week. I'm sorry I hurt them. I, I don't, I don't want to hurt them. I'm going to try to talk to them. It didn't work out. It's okay. Maybe they're never meant to be your friend. But every remorse, that's Shoresh Akarat Ara. Recognition of the evil from within. And the one mitzvah that the person should check that levels is one mitzvah. Love the neighbor as thyself. That's how you know if you're growing or if you're going down. If you hate more people every year, you're going down. Very simple. If every year the list is growing, I don't like that person. I don't like them too. I can stand that. And you start hating all the restaurant and all the people and all the show and all blah, 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 blah. It's not that you get older. No, no, no. It's nothing to do with get older. Ilel Azakir was very old. And then 20 years old, he loved everybody. Age has nothing to do with it. So don't put it on your hormones, on the menopause, on all kind of uh, nonsense. No, 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 no. It's a practice. Loving human being is a practice. It's a training, training. We go out to the street, can I love that person? I'm not in the mood to like them, but we've got to find something, got to find something. And it's difficult. But once you achieve that, you're going to recognize the felt from within. The gift of loving people is that you will be recognized what is wrong with you so you can change before Rosh Hashanah. Now, why do you need to change? The reason you need to change, because on Rosh Hashanah, there is a gift. The gift that coming in Rosh Hashanah, remember, there is no time. <laughs> from God's point of view, there is no time. So what is Rosh Hashanah from God's point of view? He's sitting on the throne of judgment. What does judgment mean? Judgment means no time. Mercy means time. Mercy to give you time to change. Judgment, no time. God wanted to create the world, meaning no time. Everything on the spot. It's the best for righteous, terrible for wicked people. Wicked people have a chance to correct themselves. Righteous don't need to correct themselves. Everything is wonderful. I got to get a reward every day if I'm righteous. But he saw that the world cannot continue to be this way. He included mercy part. What is mercy? I give people time. It's time. Everything is in time. Be patient. You have children misbehave. Teach them. Be patient with them. You have friends that are not nice to you. 
teach don't give up and again and again and again sometimes you repeat it eight years 10 years 12 years 13 20 doesn't matter it's a practice for you to love so what it's saying here the repentance before Shana it's, it's talk about the Bnei Israel in Egypt. When Moses tells them, I want to get you out of here, you know what they answer? Moses, we are in 49 level of Tumah. We are in the lowest level a human being can ever go to. You want to save us? <laughs> You're going to get us out of here. So Moshe Rabbeinu has to tell them, not me, not you. There is a force called the Creator. When a person comes to Rosh Hashanah, he has to get to that understanding. It's not you. How much prayer you going to do? How much can you change? We, we all know what we promised last year and we didn't make it. We promised all kind of things before Rosh Hashanah. I think I can do weather. I think I can do this. It's like promise a diet and never never keep up. It's like buying the keychain for, 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 uh, for the gym. Buying the keychain for the gym and, and all the keychain as if you go to the gym. You didn't go to the gym. A kitchen. Very nice. You have a kitchen. It's not working like that. You have to change. For who? For, for yourself. The Creator is giving gift. Gift of Parnasa or Rosh Hashanah. Gift of Chaim, Rosh Hashanah. Gift of Chaim Tovim, Rosh Hashanah. Chaim Betukim, Rosh Hashanah. But what kind of cup you have? Uh, what type of cup? Clear. What, what, what cup? What do you come up? Take what you think and go back to the Creator. What does that mean? What kind of cup you bring? Is the cup as I couldn't forgive my neighbor, cannot forgive my father, my mother, my sister, the neighbor who didn't talk. So the cup is full with stuff. So the creator will pour the same amount of goodness to you. It's never going to go into you. It's going to go into those bayot, all the things. The question, are you ready to let go of those problems? If you don't, don't. If you feel you're right, you're right. If you feel you're wrong, you're right too. Whatever you feel you are, it's okay. If you feel you deserve better, you're right. Even if you feel you deserve not better, you're right. There's nothing that's going to tell you uh, this is better, this is good. There is no such a thing. There is one thing. Act from the emanated point of view. From the emanated point of view. From the receiver point of view. That's what we are here. The world of action. We are here to act. We are here to make things better. You want a momentarily pleasure. You want to feel good for five minutes. It's a lot of wonderful things like that. But it will last five minutes, five years, five months. Like people who get married. After they get married, they get divorced. And then they have hope to meet the soulmate, which is a little bit different. Usually they get married to the same type of person. Different name, different look, tall, short, fat, thin. It's the same. But it's the same thing. Same exact person. Why? They didn't change. So if you don't change, what are you expecting to meet somebody else? It's like oh, it will be a note on the newspaper. A needy person looking for a person who's not needy. Never gonna happen. You needy, you're gonna find the needy person too. And two of you in the needy relationship with the needy kids, with all the, 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 the et cetera, et cetera, of problems that's gonna be developed after that. Why? Because that's the way it is. Can't cheat the system. You can't plant a seed of an apple and expect uh, grapes to come out. Whatever you plant, that's what you're gonna get. What type of seed you planting for Rosh Hashanah? What you expecting of things to happen. The creator is a universal idea that there's no time. Think about God like this, no time, no space, no motions. There's no motion. Motion means there is something missing. 
Why you move from A to B? Did you ever ask yourself, I'm in A, I'm going to move to B? Because I'm not comfortable here, I'm moving here. That's a sign of lack. If I don't move at all, it's a sign of fulfillment. The creator doesn't have a movement. Doesn't have a space. It's everywhere. Doesn't have time. And it's money. But we live again time. We live again emotion. We, from our point of view, we're supposed to connect to that endless concept in a different way. So if you're waiting for this little happiness for five minutes, it's available. Wonderful. Wonderful. It's, 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 uh, there's so much of, of, of the fake product. The fake product is wonderful. It's available everywhere. It's like you want to buy a Louis Vuitton uh, bag or you can buy it in the street. So one is under the $30, right? And now on the way home, when you carry something with the, 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 the handle, you're going to feel it in your hand. And Baruch Hashem, what happened to the bag? I don't know. I end up with the handle. Baruch Hashem. What happened? Fake products are available. Baruch Hashem, you know. But real product, you can only receive it by earning. Unfortunately, in our generation, we live in a time that people don't want to earn. People want to get. Get make you sad. Earning make you happy. Earning a good relationship. Earning a good diet. Earning a good parnasa, earning, earning, earning. That's what Ismail is telling us how to be prepared for Rosh Hashanah. You have to get into a place that you're looking at yourself and say, what have I done? 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 I don't know if you ever get to that conclusion ever in your life without hating yourself. Because in the moment that you look at yourself and you find what's wrong with you, this is like a Moroccan woman on the Pesach cleaning, she have this vacuum cleaner and she find the little uh, uh, piece of bread and the machine do like this, the, the, the vacuum cleaner do and it's like, and she's like, yes, she's so happy, yes, yes I found something, why is she so happy? Because she was looking for it but if you're not looking for what's wrong you're not going to be happy when you find that if you're not looking to what's wrong with you, how happy you're going to be when you find that but if before Hashem, I say, Hashem, help me, help me. I want to change. I want to get better. I want to get better. I want to get better. So when I find it, I say, yes, I did it again. I found what's wrong with it. I have ego. I have jealousy. I have lust too much. I want things. That's what Ismail Israel is telling us. I know the time is kind of flying very fast. A few, one more thing, one more thing. Then we do a short meditation. So it's a... ואלמלא, יצא עם סוכה, ואלמלא הקדוש ברוך הוא עוזרו, לא היה יכול לו, לזאת בא להתייאש ומדומה לעשות תשובה. Don't give up. When you start working on yourself, there is all kind of voices in your head that tell you you have no chance. Because think about it, Yetzer Ara is a little bit older than us. Okay? It's, it's older, it's from the beginning of time. Yetzer was created in the same time as Adam and Eve. So, you, 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 you how many tricks did the Yetzirah Rasso? How many tricks did the evil relation the snake? So they know all the trick we're going to do. So I'm asking myself, <laughs> do I have a chance to overcome my issue? Do I have a, a chance for me? When you get to that moment, you have to say to yourself, me as a person, I cannot change it. But understanding that I cannot change it is the Shorash HaKaratara, is recognizing what's wrong with me, 
and I'm happy that I found what's wrong with me, like the vacuum cleaner with the Moroccan window, forget this example. And because I'm so excited, the I reach out to the creator, say creator, until now, I have power to change. From this moment on, I don't have the power in me. I'm reaching out to you. Like Blaine Israel reached out to the creator, that the creator heard their cry. When did they hear the cry? When they recognized that there is no longer hope for them. When you get to a moment that you realize there is no hope for me anymore, but you're excited about it. Not no hope for me and you're miserable. Then there is a magic that happened to you. Today, the rabbi in uh, Safra was asking if people have miracle in their life. So I, I, those of you who know my story, I have many miracles that happened in my life. From missile landing next to me and explode and Baruch Hashem from uh, almost dying in the Sea of Galilee. All kind of weird things that happened in my life. And being in prison in Argentina that uh, want to hang us from the head. Many weird things that happened in my life. For miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. So there is three friends of mine, Israeli friend, my Israeli friend, when they, they tell the story about me in Argentina. So when we were in prison in Argentina, I told my friend, it's Purim, hold my hand, we're going to start dancing. And the, uh, two of them were speaking Yiddish, you know, they look at me and they say, this is a bit of Michigan, I don't know if you understand, this. something is off with this guy, like, a little bit, you know, not exactly in the zero. What is he dancing? He's, he put him in prison by mistake, and he said, we got to dance. Because I said, Rabbi Shlomo Elbushan said, when it's Simcha, in the Zman Tzara, opening the gate of mercy. Opening the gate of mercy. I want to give you that gift and hopefully it stay with you. Whatever thing going on in your head right now, before Shadan, did you think you're not capable? Just ask for help. Ask for help from above. Ask. Ask. Say, Master of the World, I don't even have desire to ask you for help. Can you give me the desire to ask you for help? If you don't have the desire to ask for help, even the desire to ask for the desire, then ask, can I have the desire to ask for the desire to ask for help? Ask for everything, like a baby. Think about a baby walking, the first two steps that he starts walking. His father walking away from him, like the creator walking away from you sometimes, just for you to develop a new muscle in your leg. So now you can find the creator and you find the connection. But if you ask for help, of course the father will come and hug you. Say, okay, take your time, take your time. But remember, you have permission to do. I'm here to help you, but you have to do it yourself. Always remember, every one of us, before Shana, if we get to that conclusion, remorse, charata, to get only to that one word, I'm sorry for what I did. And if you're embarrassed to do it in front of people, go to a room. If you cannot do it to a room, do what I did. Many years ago, I used to go to the river here. Stand in front of the river and cry. People see you, so what? Say, master of the world, I'm crying, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, and it's not working, I'm trying, it's not moving away. The thought, the negative thought doesn't leave me alone. The, that thing leave me alone. Please, help. I know you want to give me rewards, I can overcome it, but I'm still broken. When you have that type of relationship with Hashem, it's a beautiful relationship. Because this is really what it's all about. And I will end up with the story from the Baal Shem Tov. The Baal Shem Tov one time in the Suda of Shabbat, uh, and it's to teach you about how the Baal Shem Tov thought. And uh, in the middle of Kiddush, of Friday night, he started laughing. He's holding the cup and he starts shaking. He starts laughing hysterical. And it was not the style of Admor, like the Baal Shem Tov, to laugh in the middle of Kiddush. 
So the student, of course, respecting, not saying a word, feeling the Kiddush, and uh, they don't ask any question. Torah reading, the next morning, again, Kiddush is holding the cup, he starts laughing hysterical, the wife starts to spill, and the student dying to ask, but nobody dare to have a chutzpah to ask a question. Suda Shlishit is coming, you know the Hasidim do Kiddush and Suda Shlishit, there is Machloket, Rambam, not Rambam, do it. So what they do, they do Kiddush, but they don't drink the wine, they just zip the wine. So he does the Kiddush, and that time is left, the students say, we have to ask you, Rabbi, what's going on? So well, I'll tell you after Shabbat. So he do the Avdalai, he's laughing, he has a good time. And he said to them, listen, there is a couple that live in the village, a very poor couple. And the angel showed me how holy they are. They don't know that they are holy. And so they say, Rabbi, can we go see them? They say, you can come, but we cannot laugh loud because they're gonna hear us and they will be embarrassed. You cannot come with me. So they go there and you know, the Balashem used the power of teleporting, what we call in Hebrew, Kfitzah Daderech. There's three way out to do Kfitzah Daderech, but he knew how to do it with the wagon. And they get to that house, and the house is not even a house, it's a shack, you know, pieces of wood. You can see through, that there's not even a window. And they say, shh, to everybody. And this is Friday night. They're watching now a couple doing Kedush on Friday night. The husband come home, say, honey, Shabbat Shalom, Shalom Aleichem, Malachim. And of course, they look at each other and they're very poor, obviously. They have no food, no, nothing in their life, nothing. They have one pot. And he said to his wife, so what do we have to say, honey? I make you the fish that you like. She take a, a big spoon from the beans, she put it on the plate, and she make it look like fish. They don't, they don't have money. The husband uh, take the spoon, he, he bite from the bean. So wait a minute, wait a minute. We need to dance. So what? We need to, for a long time, I was always want to test that fish. And now I test that fish, I got to dance with you, honey. And they start dancing. The Hasidim, I not understand. Well, who are those people? For beans, they start celebrating. And they tired, they sit on the heads, and they're eating that beans. And the, the wife looked at them and said, ha ha, the soup is coming soon. And she had a bowl, they have only one pot. And again, it's a beans, they shape it up like a soup. And he's like drinking it to see if it's a soup. He brings a spoon, and it's, there's no liquid, it's just beans. And he's eating the beans, oh, now that's a soup. Long time I was waiting, and dancing. No justice, right? Just happiness. Then, of course, for the last dish, she make him think that look like a steak, a ribeye. It's only beans. She shape it in a way that look like a steak. And of course, the dancing. By that time, Balashem don't knock on the door with his all his chasidim. And you know, when the rabbi in that level come to your house, either you did something really bad, or you you good. So you knock on the door and they see the Balashem. Everybody with the Balashem is, and they stood up and they look at his wife. And they look at each other and they both say to each other, I think we went too far. I think we went too far with that. And the rabbi said, no, 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 you didn't go too far. He told them, that's what he said to them. He said, listen, since the temple been destroyed, the angel didn't have happiness from two people like you. It didn't happen. 1800 years, they're waiting for people to be as happy as you are from nothing. And for that reason in heaven, you have one of those gifts. Either you're going to be rich all your life, or either you're going to have children because I know you cannot have children. And they look at each other and say, well, we know to be poor, big deal to be poor. But the kid will be very nice. He said, promise me you're going to call him Israel as my name. 
and he will be the, the greatest Hasid, is the Rabbi Salme Kozlich, if you know the name. And that was the parents of Rabbi Salme Kozlich, one of the greatest Kabbalists of all time. And what is the story here to teach us? First, the idea of between justice and happiness. What, what are you, you want to tell your wife that the beans is not big enough, or they burn it, or, or it's not liquidy, that, you know? Or you want to celebrate what it is. On Rosh Hashanah, they only can judge us for the thing that we judge others. If you can stop being judgmental, I sometimes, one of the ways to do it, I remove my glasses, it's beautiful. Everybody look like they need plastic surgery, it's exactly what I need. So I cannot be judgmental, I mean, don't see, whatever weakness you have, you, you hear too much bad things, don't listen. Don't, don't get, get out of it. What is happiness? How do we connect people? How can we celebrate everything? That's how you go to Rosh Hashanah. When we understand this story, Bezat Hashem, always people will not get along with, for something. We're always going to fight. But find the connection. It's going to be one thing that can connect us. It will be 2,000 things that don't connect us, but nothing to connect us. You know, people want to be together, they're going to find a way. People don't want to be together, they find a million ways. But there is people out there that might hurt you last year, might hurt you next year. It doesn't mean you have to hate them. It doesn't mean that you're not allowed to forgive them. Forgive them. Forgive them. It's good for you. You move on. You move on. It's like, it's like flying with a hot air balloon and you're keeping the sack of sand attached to the hot air balloon. It's never going to fly. Once you let go of the sand, let go of whatever the people you can only, you stop flying. You go above. Is the land still the same? Yeah. Is the people still there? Yes. But you're not. You left. So the point of forgiveness is letting you uplift you into places that you need to be there. You owe it to yourself. Forgive because you owe it to yourself. When you forgive them, then you will be forgiven for everything you did. But if you cannot forgive people, how can you come to God and say, forgive me, forgive me, chatanu, pashanu, slach lanu. Give me chaim. Give me everything. So God's going to ask, how, how, how are you doing with people? Ah, it doesn't matter with people. It's me and you, God. No, no, it doesn't work like that. One father, many kids. Everybody's a kid. How do you treat people? How do you treat them? How do you treat them? How, how do you talk to them? What do you do behind their back in front of them? We're all going to fall. Nobody's going to be perfect. But at least admit remorse for how you behave. Remorse how you behave. You come to God and say, hey, Chatanu Pashanu. Before Rosh Hashanah. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai say like this. When a person say, Chatanu before Rosh Hashanah, I'm so sorry how I behave to people. God said, don't worry about me. I can handle your shtiot. But between people, no. Sometimes you turn off the phone and a person in the middle. That's hurting people. You're in the middle of conversation. I gotta go. And you forget to call them for another month. Not cool. Text them. I'm sorry I had to close the phone. I'm so those little things make a big deal in Shamayim. Not the big mitzvot of filling and all the things you do there and afrashat Hallah and what is glad kasher by mahpud and all. Also what the words come out of the mouth, not just the thing going in. Come out, come out. So what do we want to meditate today? You want to do a little bit of letting go things? Are you ready to do some letting go? 
Let's do a little bit letting go. I want you to picture yourself in a hot air balloon. Okay? You ever went on a hot air balloon or you're afraid of that? Because some of you will not feel safe. Okay. Some people go to Africa, Arizona, Palm Spring, whatever place you want to feel comfortable there. I need you to feel that you are in a place, it's a desert, and there is a hot air balloon standing with a beautiful door. And I want you slowly, slowly to get in. You are safe. You're okay. There's a Capitan there. And you have a bag of sand. Ten bags of sand with issue that you know you gotta let go. It can be justice, it can be jealousy, it can be doubts, it can be I'm afraid, people don't believe in me, rejection, abandonment. I want you to lift this hot air balloon to the next level. Focus first on your breathing. And see yourself in your mind, in your subconscious mind. Remember, the subconscious mind can define how your life is going to be if you do it right. I want you to see yourself right down on one of the bags, an issue that you have a hard time to let go. Write it down. And now I want you to take that sand, that bag, untie that bag away from the hotel balloon. Good, that's one. Now go to the second, go to the third, do all 10 of them. Stuff that are no longer contributing to your life. Go one by one, untie them, write down what it is and let it go. Every bag that you untie, you can feel the whole air balloon start moving. Slowly, slowly, it's taking off the ground, almost there. Once you let go of all those bags, you're gonna start flying above the ground. You're in a place that you unleash all those bags and you start flying. I want you now to think to yourself where you want to be. Imagine the place, not physical place, like where as a person you want to be. If you let go of all those negative things from your life, now you have to have one thing that you want to be, or one place, or one person you want to be with. A result of your spiritual work. 
that's the one thing that you're going to wish yourself for Rosh Hashanah. Remember that in every hotel balloon there is one bag that has to be removed. It's called fear. That bag can only hold you back. Let it go. She can fly higher and higher to exactly to the state of mind that you want to be in. Enjoy your ride. In the meantime, inhale and exhale three times, as deep as you can, and then slowly, slowly open your eyes because there's a lot of light in the room. And say thank you to the person sitting next to you. That's a way to connect to love the neighbor as thyself.